Welcome to Smart Poker Study, the podcast dedicated to helping you play more effectively, earn more money, and be 1% better every day. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi. In last week's episode number 251, I discussed the ultimate question to ask during every hand reading exercise. It's poker study time, y'all. Hello and welcome to episode 252 of the Smart Poker Study Podcast. My name is Sky, and if it's your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by. I appreciate you checking this show out. You have to subscribe in your favorite podcatcher because I've got incredible poker strategy episodes dropping every single week, all based around uh, one particular theme each month. This is the place for growing your poker skills with practical tips, advice, and action steps because... Action is the greatest teacher. And for you repeat visitors, thank you so much for coming back and thank you for sharing the show with a friend. I appreciate your reviews and your kind words and your support, of course. So today I'm going to talk about learning from showdowns. If you pay attention, showdowns are good for more than just seeing who wins the pot. There are five incredible insights that we gain from showdowns and I'm sharing them with you today. But before we get to that, I want to take this opportunity to let you know that the Smart Poker Study Podcast is brought to you by The Poker Forge, my new membership site. Yep, I changed the name because I finally came to the realization after some members clued me in. um, They let me know that there are a lot of other training sites with similar names to that prior name. I didn't realize how many there were until I actually Googled it. Man, too much out there. So I decided to call it The Poker Forge. And I chose that name because just like a blacksmith takes a raw piece of metal and through hard work, he forms it into something useful and beautiful, that's what we're doing. So through focused effort, both on and off the felt, Poker Forge members are forming themselves into beautiful winning players, the kind of players that they want to be. Members get access to a growing library of strategy videos and resources that cover everything you need to become a successful winning poker player. On top of that, you also get regular live Q&A sessions, member-only poker quizzes, discounts and perks, plus our active member community where you can not only get advice and some input from me, but also from fellow poker players who are going through the same training that you are and maybe have already answered those questions for themselves. So if you're serious about becoming a better poker player, visit thepokerforge.com. It is the place to be. It's a no-brainer. Once again, head over to thepokerforge.com to check it out and join today. Alrighty, let's get to learning from showdowns, specifically the five best things we learn from them. Please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today, along with tons of other goodies at smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 252. And on that page, you can sign up for the weekly boost for exclusive poker strategy and offers direct to your inbox. Alrighty, let's roll. Gambate! And now for our feature presentation. So before we get to the poker strategy, I want to know something. How many off-the-felt hand-reading exercises have you completed so far this month? For me, I'm at 25 as of this recording. So just say your number out loud. Do you feel good with that number? Or do you need to put in a little more off-the-felt effort? The first hand-reading episode this month dropped on uh, August 12th, and this episode is coming out on August 23rd. So, you know, that's 11 days right there. In that time, 
If you've done zero hand reading exercises, shame on you. Or maybe shame on me for not convincing you to get your ass moving with hand reading. If it's between one and four, I know that you know you could be doing more. And if it's between five and eight, then I'm proud of the action taker that you are becoming. And if it's more than eight, nine, 10, or 11, or even further, you are a habit former and you're developing a habit of hand reading, so you're on your way to becoming the poker player you want to be. Please drop me a line via email or Twitter to let me know how you feel about the hand reading that you're doing off the felt. I want to know the improvements to your game, to your skill set, to your profits, to your mindset, and the improvements to your decisions that this hand reading practice is giving you. Of course, email sky at smartpokerstudy.com or Twitter at smartpokerstudy. All right, let's get to the showdown talk. So showdowns teach us the most about our opponents. Sure, HUD stats help us gauge their tendencies, but showdowns show us the unvarnished truth of how they played their hand. We see the exact hand they called with preflop, the hand they checked on the flop, the hand they check raised with on the turn, and the hand they shoved with on the river. We get a brief but powerful glimpse into the logic they use, and we use this to gain a better understanding of the way they play their hands. By paying attention to the street-by-street -street action of every single hand, whether we're involved in the hand or not, the showdown is our opportunity to confirm our reads on the players and their actions. If you've been doing hand-reading exercises off the felt up till now, you've probably made a ton of mistakes when you're assigning that preflop range or maybe narrowing it through the streets. Now, how did you know that they were mistakes? Well, you saw showdown and it told you exactly where you went wrong in the hand-reading process. And for me, I love it when I make mistakes when hand-reading. Mistakes are just part of the game and they're my opportunity to improve my skills as long as I try to learn from those mistakes. So let's talk about the five best things about paying attention to showdowns. Number one, showdowns clue us in to a player's logic. When we see a showdown, we can replay the action of the hand to determine why they played it the way they did. This insight into actual decisions made while knowing their hand strength, their position, and knowing their opponent, that allows us to understand the logic they used as they played the hand. This is extremely valuable for future pots played with that same opponent because careful dissection now can help us make great decisions later on. The other day, I did a hand reading exercise with a student from the Poker Forge. In this hand, he faced off against a player who check called the flop and the turn with a nut flush draw. Of course, we knew we had the nut flush draw because we paid attention to showdown, right? Now, my student bet two-thirds pot on the flop then three-quarter pot on the turn when he turned his two-pair hand. When that flush hit on the river, the villain donk bet for three-quarter pot, and my student hesitated, timed down, and then called. He ended up losing with two-pair, but by paying attention to showdown, we saw that this villain plays the nut flush draw passively from out of position, but is willing to call really large bets. We took a player note from this hand, and the player note read, out of position calls with nut flush draw versus big bets. And then in parentheses, he put in all caps, value bet big on wet and incomplete boards. Beware of the donk bet when the draw completes. And for my own notes and for my students, I tell them put something in all caps when it's direction for what you should do against them. So now my student has a new way to exploit this player or possibly to save money and he only got this exploit because we did a hand-reading exercise off the felt where he lost a huge pot on the river with two pair versus that nut flush. 
I challenge you. <laughs> In your next three play sessions, for every showdown you see, run back through the action of the hand in an effort to understand the logic of the players. Did they get super aggressive with the 10 high flush draw? Did they play the flopped nuts passively until the river? Try to learn something and take at least one player note for every showdown you see. Now I challenge you to take action. The second best thing we learn from showdowns, they help us spot bet sizing patterns. Showdowns give us some insight into a player's choice of bet sizing. This is important because whether they know it or not, the size they choose is often a subconscious reaction to the situation they're in, and they don't realize they have patterns to their sizing. Some players just naturally bet bigger for value and smaller for bluffs. Some players min bet with every draw as a kind of blocking bet so they don't have to pay too much to see the card on the next street. Some players 3 bet to 9 big blinds with pocket aces, but only to 7 big blinds with pocket jacks. Some other players bet to 9 big blinds with aces, but 12 big blinds with pocket jacks because they basically just want to take the pot down now and don't want their jacks cracked. Here's a bet sizing example from a prior session I played. In one hand, Villain made a half pot bluff C bet on the flop when he had ace king. In another hand, Villain made a half pot bet on the turn with a gut shot draw. In a third hand, the Villain made a three quarter pot bet on the flop when they hit their set of threes. And in the fourth hand, the villain made a three-quarter pot bet when the third spade hit the turn and he made a flush. So I took a player note that read, half pot equals bluff, three-quarter pot equals value. And the goal with taking a player note like this is so that in the future, I can get away from marginal hands when they bet big, and I can try to pull off maybe some bluff raises when they bet smaller like half pot. After the break, I'll hit you with three more things we learned from showdowns. I love audiobooks for learning, especially when I have to go on my daily dog walks twice a day, actually. I'm able to complete a really good audiobook within just a couple weeks, just on those twice a day dog walks. If you are interested in learning in your off time, when you when your hands are busy, you're doing chores, walking the dog, uh, doing dishes, folding the laundry, audiobooks are a great start. And you can get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash smartpokerstudy. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And of course, they have my three books, How to Study Poker Volume 1, Volume 2, and my latest book, Preflop Online Poker. So once again, get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash smartpokerstudy. And a few shout-outs today, Teddy Winstead, Sean Sluggett, Asher and Tomas Fagerstrom all purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. They've seen me use Poker Tracker 4 for study sessions, for the HUD on the felt and various videos and stuff, and they know how beneficial it is and how much they can get out of this software. They simply went to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4 to make the purchase. And when they did, they sent me their uh, purchase receipts, and I replied to them with my smart HUD. So now they have the best HUD in the business. Speaking of that smart HUD, Todd Caton, Peter Roten, Krishna Mandava, and Graham Rock all purchased that directly by going to smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. They already had Poker Tracker 4, and all they needed to up their exploitation game on the felt is the best HUD in the business for Poker Tracker 4. Once again, smartpokerstudy.com slash smarthud. 
Alrighty, back to class, poker people. So the third best thing about showdowns is they help us learn the tendencies of different player types. You might face eight opponents at a full ring table, but those eight opponents might be split up among only four player types. There could be two loose aggressives, one tight aggressive, four fish, and one unknown player. Let's say the unknown player, his name is Sam123. Now, he's unknown, so how do you play against him? Well, first, you treat Sam123 like the average player. Maybe the average player at your stakes. They call down on the flop and turn, and they check behind with the top pair hand. Or maybe they check call the flop and the turn with any draw, and they either fold or donk bet on the river when that draw completes. And maybe the average player doesn't 3-bet pocket jacks or worse, but they always 3-bet pocket queens or better. Now you can treat an unknown player like Sam123 just like the average player. That is until you get to know him. Maybe after 3 rounds, you've seen him play 27 hands, and that can often be enough to see what type of player they are. If Sam123 is a 45-4 player after 27 hands, this means they play 45% of hands, but they only raise 4% of hands. This tells me Sam123 is super loose and passive. So I'm going to treat him, after just 27 hands, I'm going to treat him like every other loose passive player I play against. Loose passive players at my stakes, they love to see flops, especially with pocket pairs and suited hands. They just love to set mine and flush mine, right? They also find it difficult to fold most draws, so if I'm value betting, I've got to go big to get maximum value from their drawing hands, especially on those wet boards, right? They also call down three streets with weak top pair and sometimes second pair hands. Now, if they wake up with bets and raises, either pre-flop or post-flop, I have to be careful because they only get aggressive when they have a made hand. So this is how I'm going to treat Sam123 until I learn differently about him. Alright, the fourth great thing about showdowns is they confirm a player's use of exploitative plays. Sometimes you'll look at a player's HUD stats and you'll catch a tendency of theirs that looks like an exploit that they try to use. An example of this is seeing a high turn float statistic at like 60% or greater. In Poker Tracker 4, a float bet is defined as the percentage of the time that a player bets in position on the turn after the aggressor fails to c-bet on the turn. So if a player has a high turn float statistic, they called a c-bet in position on the flop, then their opponent failed to double barrel the turn. They pounce on this with a float bet intended to steal the pot. It's great when you catch an exploitative play like this. Seeing a showdown after they make this play with ace high or a busted draw, it tells you that they're capable of making this play. Now, you can use this play against them in the future. Maybe you can check raise instead of double barreling on the turn. Or if it's a multi-way pot, you can raise them in position as a bluff once they make a float bet against the other player. The more showdowns you pay attention to, the more plays like this you're going to catch. Now that you notice them, you can learn how to defend against them, and you can learn how to use them for yourself to exploit other players. And the final best thing about showdowns is they help us spot tells. Whether you're a live or online player, spotting tells helps us exploit others and earn more of their chips. For live players, 
When you see a showdown and you remember how the player reached for his chips, then he paused, then he checked with an open palm on the table uh, when he turned that nut flush, that can help you in the future. When they quickly 3-bet preflop by haphazardly moving a full stack in with pocket 10s, but later you see them calmly slide a stack in with pocket aces, that'll also help in the future. For online players, maybe you remember how your opponent timed down, then overshoved the turn with the nut flush draw, but in a different hand, they quickly bet two-thirds pot on the turn with a set. If you have a hard time remembering the action that just occurred, you've got to start paying more attention and try to remember their actions. Tell yourself that you can do it, then practice doing it. Recite the action in your head, kind of like you're a play-by-play announcer, right? You could say something like, in your head, of course, quietly. The big blank called preflop. Then Donk bet half pot on ace-nine-deuce. On the turn, he just checked, and when the flush completed on the river, he quickly bet out two-thirds pot, like he liked that river card. I challenge you! (laughs) I'm going to repeat the challenge that I gave you in the prior episodes as well. I challenge you to five hand reading exercises, one per day for the next five days. Taking action and doing your own hand reading exercises, it's the only way you're going to learn this skill. Now I challenge you to take action. Alrighty, that's it for this episode. Make sure you head on over to smartpokerstudy.com slash pod252 for the show notes and related links for this week's episode. Thanks as always for listening, and I will be back next week with a brand new hand reading related episode. If you enjoyed today's, I invite you to check out thepokerforge.com. This is the essential resource for any poker player at any stage of the game, especially if you want to become a great hand reader, because that's what we're all about this month in the Poker Forge. We have a growing video library, guided action steps, weekly quizzes, live monthly Q&As, exclusive member-only discounts, perks, and resources, along with a supportive and active poker community. The Poker Forge is the perfect place for you to up your game. So check out thepokerforge.com. And great news, my daily poker tips Alexa skill is now available for United States users. I'm working to make it available for other countries, so I'll keep you updated on that. Just go to the Alexa Skill Store and search for Daily Poker Tips. You'll get a 30-second poker tip every day during your flash briefing. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet.